welcome to State of the Nonprofits. I'm your host, Autumn Vest, Executive Director of MSS. Nonprofits are the heart of any community, and here in the Permian Basin, it's no different. This podcast is designed for people who want to make our community better. The ones who work in nonprofits, serve in nonprofits, or the ones who are just beginning to seek out a way to make life better for others. This is where we'll talk about the challenges and hurdles facing our nonprofits and the people we serve. We hope to discover and share some incredible stories of impact and success. There are philanthropic people all over the world giving their time and money to nonprofit causes that speak to their values. But here in West Texas, I have to say our region has a heart bigger than any other. Maybe it's just Texas sized. Even though we have big hearts, sometimes donors may think that their donation isn't big enough to make a difference. That's not true because every dollar really does count. We are starting to see more community groups form around the idea of collective giving, where members pool their resources to make a bigger impact together. Here to talk with me today is Jeff Hughes, the founder of just one such group, The 100 Men Who Give a Damn. Now, full disclosure, friends, Jeff is a current member of the MSS Board of Directors. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you for having me, Autumn. I'm yes. glad to be here. I'm excited. It's It's been a little while coming. Yeah, I've been pseudo-angling to be on this for, I don't know, 12 <laughs> weeks now, maybe even since you had the idea. Yeah, I think you, well, I think it kind of started out when we had the idea happening around our, our board table. Yeah. And so uh, I love what we're doing. I've been listening to them all and it's, it's, I'm just thankful to be on it. Oh, well, I'm excited to have this conversation today because I love what you're doing here in our community. Now, we've known each other for more since, years like, than I want to say. Since like, <laughs> Abel first opened, I believe. Is, yeah, I is, think, we, well, I think I was the second class through Abel and I think you were the third. Yeah. yeah. So um, born and raised here in Midland, Lee class of 01, then uh, went to A&M, then did a decade in Dallas and then moved back here in 2015, as it seems that happens to most people. Moving back home uh, and just seeing what Midland was like, you know, obviously completely different than, you know, when we grew up here. I mean, and yeah. it looks completely different now than even seven years ago. My wife uh, raises our five children. They're all under the age of 10. And uh, my bless life is her. hectic and crazy. Yes, bless Kristen. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about what you're doing in Midland. So you came back to Midland and you came back with a big idea after a few years, something that you'd seen happening, Dallas. So tell me about yeah. what you've got going. So it was the timing was kind of perfect because, um, we were asked when I, my company in Dallas was asked by one of our clients to see if we could help start this fundraising effort that he had um, heard about in Canada. And it was called hundred men who give a damn. And the whole concept was, Hey, get a hundred guys in the room to commit to write a hundred dollar check. That's $10,000. And that, that does a lot. And I thought that was a really cool idea. And so when we kind of got settled back in Midland, I thought we could do that here. And so I just reached out to a bunch of buddies and we're like, hey, what do you think of this idea? And everyone was like, that's brilliant because I can't write a thousand dollar check. And so it was like that I can I can, you know, try to grow uh, a group of people and maybe hit that number. And so it kind of took off from there. So, yeah, it was just a, a little wild hair, random email from one of our clients, you know, eight years, seven years ago and spun into starting this in Midland. Yeah. So why a hundred men? Uh, marketing. I don't know. It's 50, 100. I don't know. I think maybe three digits looks cooler on paper. Okay. Um, there is no magic. You know, we're not going to, oh, sorry, we already have 100 people. You're not welcome in our group. Um, I think it just, the math is easy to do. 100 times 100 is 10,000. Um, it's just an easy number. It, I think as humans, 100 is a number that everyone kind of knows what that means. 
But let's so. let's dig in. A hundred times a hundred. That's a huge number. That's the point of what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, especially in today's environment. hundred dollars is a lot of money. I can't go sponsor every single event. I can't attend every single event. A lot of times you just write a check and it's hard to just write a check all the time. And so the idea was, hey, what if just four times a year we just got together and tried to get a bunch of guys in a room, all bring beer, we'll hang out for a little bit, you know, network and whatnot. And then donate a hundred dollars and you maybe do that four times a year. And so it just, that's just kind of how it evolved. It's not a really formal thing. We don't have like a membership roster that people sign up and make commitment forms. Mm -hmm. It's really more of just networking with a bunch of guys in town, twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. We even had a 70, couple 70 year olds show up last time. So it's, it's like I said, it's, it's roughly organized, um, to get a bunch of guys in a room to write a hundred dollar check. There's a lot to unpack here. So let's take a second. You send out an email and invite 100 men to come drink beer. That sounds hang out. That sounds super fun. Yes. <laughs> the way it works is, you know, we 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 calendar out the year on when these meetings are going to be. And then we any guy who's been showing up, um, I have a running list. You can nominate a nonprofit in town to come present to the group. We always have three nonprofits come present to the group. They get about five, seven minutes to tell their story, what you do in Midland, what you do for the community, why you exist. And if you were to get the money from our group, what would it go to? After their presentations, we all just take a vote. At the end of the vote, whichever group gets the most votes, every guy in the room commits to $100 to that nonprofit. Sometimes though, the second place or the third place winner, guys are like, hey, uh, that that spoke to me. Can I go give them money too? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, you, you can give your money to anyone you would like to give your money to. You just have to give $100 to the winning group, um, whether you voted for them or not. It's a little bit of a contest, but when I call the nonprofits to talk about what we do and, and how this works, I try to tell them you have a chance to win money. But it's more than just the money. It's about speaking to a group of people that maybe you've never spoken to before. Maybe they don't know what you do. The 20, 30, 40 year old guy probably isn't, that's not the most philanthropic group. So I've kind of created this, this new, uh, market, if you will, of people for these nonprofits to speak to. It's a new audience. Um, and so I've gotten a lot of feedback from the nonprofits that have spoken that said, I mean, I just, I appreciate the opportunity to hone my skills and present to a new group um, because that was, that was challenging for me, or maybe I was a little bit nervous. And now I go and do this all the time. And that was a great entry into public speaking because I just don't get to do that all the time. Yeah. So you guys started this effort when Back in 2015, yeah, late 15, early 16, I think is when it started. Um, so definitely pre-COVID. The, the idea of where am I going to fit 100 people mm-hmm. to do this? It was like, well, maybe we do it at Midland College. Do we try to find a restaurant? That's kind of weird. That that was actually a logistical problem that my wife um, helped me solve. She's like, well, you remember um, Vicky J? Uh, Everybody she, remembers Vicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mom, <laughs> she knows my mom way back and she has this nonprofit in town. That's what they kind of do is they have space. It's called Midland Shared Spaces. And I was like, huh, cool. So I went and talked to Vicky and she was like, oh yeah, totally. You you actually need to do this here and mm-hmm. you are going to do this here. So MSS uh, has like donated the space to let us use the community room to, to hold it in. So the first time we ever did it, we had 32, 34 guys show up, which I thought was awesome because it started between me and three guys like talking over um, beer one time. It's very been organic growth of email somebody. And so we've probably had I don't know, 250 different 
guys show up to some of these over the last six years. Um, it, it kind of rotates through. And and obviously with, with COVID, we paused for a while because mm-hmm. having a bunch of guys show up into a confined space probably wasn't the best idea for a while. Um, and then with, you know, economy, why not people move? So it's just a growing nebulous group of guys. Every time it's a different group um, that, that show up and write a check. Yeah. So couple of things in case anybody doesn't remember Vicki J, I would be surprised, but Vicki was actually our founding executive director here at MSS. And she was the one that started it all with the, the team of the steering committee. And then what we actually do is not just donate the space for groups like Jeff's. We actually do donate space for any coalition or group that's making a collective impact in our community. But I think the really exciting thing, Jeff, about what you're doing is like to your point, you're getting guys together who maybe don't have a real understanding of what's happening in our community. A lot of these guys have just come here or just moving back as adults. They're figuring out kind of what the the dynamic is in Midland. They're learning about nonprofits. And that's a really great way to get people engaged with it. But why is that it's so important to you? What makes you so interested in nonprofits? This is my home. When we moved here, back in 2015, it was, like I said, it was different. When you're here and you're trying to ingratiate yourself like into the community because I want to be here, I want my kids to grow up here. Also, as as you know, I'm a bit of an outgoing person. I, I, I Just a bit. I, uh, I do like to talk a lot. And so <laughs> this, this idea of just hanging out with people and getting to know each other, or then I get, I have friends that move back or I get buddies like, Hey, we just had this guy moving to town. Can he come to hundred men? Hey, that'd be a great spot for him to meet people. And I was like, yes, you can obviously invite anyone you want to hundred men. So what really spoke to me about it was just that helping as many people as possible, talking to as many people as possible. And so you know, there, there are some people that find their nonprofit and that is what they do. And that is perfect. And that is awesome. Uh, that's not how I really operate. I like to have a ton of friends. I like to talk to anybody and everybody. And so this just concept evolved into kind of fitting my personality really well. Um, and so that's, that's kind of why the, the hundred man idea I think grew, but then what it allowed me to do is make those connection points to other people. Mm -hmm. And so one of the best things I think that comes out of this, again, aside from the donations, is we have guys that are now CASA volunteers because of the presentation that CASA gave to the 100 men. And they were like, I didn't know that that was a a thing. I didn't know that was a need. And yes, I want to help. That $100 check that guy wrote, that's cool. That's great. But the time that guy gives to that that little kid who doesn't have any support throughout the court system, like that is is invaluable. Yeah. Like, and so I'm learning more about the community. I mean, shoot, I'm on the board of MSS now. Mm-hmm. I've been for five years, four or five years now. Four, yeah. And every every week I find out about a new nonprofit, um, whether that's through MSS or through Hunter Man. And there's a lot of nonprofits, and I think Midland is a very philanthropic area in general. And so I'm learning more about it. And then I'm trying to find ways to plug people in. Yeah, The awareness is so invaluable to, to the guys that come because then they can go to their employers yeah. or they can say, I want to get plugged in. And so we're increasing volunteerism, we're increasing awareness and we're increasing donations. And, and that's just, I feel like that's a success no matter what. So how does a nonprofit get to you to present? How does that work? So it's um, a couple of ways. When we started I wanted it to be that the guys that were donating their time and money to 100 men um, would nominate nonprofits. And then really what happens is at the time, my oldest was four years old. He would now he's 10. He would draw three names out of a hat and those three would get to come present. 
And so anyone who wasn't drawn stayed in the hopper until next time. Mm -hmm. And so now that we're back up and running after COVID, most of the guys are like, I've already nominated all the nonprofits that I know about. When I find out about a new one in town, I, I go ahead and add them on. But we've had people reach out to us through Facebook and Instagram already. Like, hey, how do I get on your list? And so now it's kind of one of those, oh, yeah, if I if I find out about you and you show the willingness to, to reach out to me or to one of my one of the guys in the group, like I'm putting you on the list. I can't promise you're going to get to speak next time because we've got, a, you know, we've got 25, 30 nonprofits that have probably been on that, you know, in that waiting list, so to speak, for the last couple of years. But once you're kind of on that list, I'll draw you. If you get drawn, you get to come present. So we'll include in the show notes link to both the Instagram and the Facebook. And another way to get to Jeff is also send an email to MSS. We're happy to connect anybody that wants to to be in front of a hundred men yeah. who give a damn. Yeah. We're, we're not, uh, discriminatory. I know there's a lot of, uh, donor groups or even like foundations that have their kind of niche market. We're very much, as long as you are a 501c3, you can come present to the group. I just want to do the most good that we can for the community. Yeah. So estimate for me, how much has hundred men given back into the nonprofit community? I think we've had 16 or 17 total winners. It's been over a hundred thousand dollars that have gone over the last six years. And I think that's something to be proud of. Absolutely. But the, the, I think we've got a ton of guys that have joined boards, enjoyed volunteer organizations, and that getting people ingrained into the community and participating just as much, that's just as important to me as the money we've donated. Well, and I think that's really important. It's the mentorship. It's that piece of what you're doing too. You're introducing people who may not know how to be a part of the nonprofit community into into our community, into who we are as organizations and giving them that sort of pathway to get involved. And I think that's really incredible because all of us in nonprofits are struggling with finding volunteers and our community we talked about, it's so transient. Mm -hmm. And so finding those people who have the ability and, and the interest to commit, it's challenging. And so it's like plugging people in. So as we get these transient workers that maybe Maybe they want Midland to be their home. So I know of a family that moved into town. This is probably four or five years ago. Um, that had a special need uh, child, mm -hmm. and so they got connected to Share because of what they do for not just for that child, but for the family. And that actually made them there. Like we didn't, we were moving here for work, and then, but we need some resources and support. And now they're not. They don't want to leave Midland yeah. because of that. Um, I'll, I'll tell my own story too. And try not to cry about it, but we are our baby, our care. Well, I say baby, she's now 20 months old. Mm -hmm. But when she was six months old, she started having seizures. And we didn't know what was going on. We ended up going to Houston, found out she had a genetic condition. And so she's going to be and on some, you know, she's not neurotypical. That's the phrase we're supposed to use. Okay. Um, but she's got a lot of issues and she has needs a lot of therapies. And we were close to having to move to Houston because she's got a team of 15 doctors down there at Texas Children's. They have a bunch of and therapy centers and whatnot. But one of the doctors actually there said, well, do you know there's a clinic in Midland that does a lot of these therapies. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? How, I, I should know that. Tell, mm -hmm. tell me more. And so the Midland Children's Rehab Center. And I was like, oh my word, I'm sorry. And so then we started going there. And then I found out, no, they're a nonprofit in town yeah. and they don't charge their members anything. I would pay the, the work that they have done for Caroline from when she was a seven month old baby with a, a massive genetic problem causing all sorts of developmental issues um, to what she can do now. It is worth, I would pay any amount of money for that. And I have paid a zero dollars for that. And I'm like, okay, everyone needs to know about 
MCRC. Everyone needs to know what they do. And anyone, and like that, I, I wouldn't be in Midland if that didn't exist. And so that's like, that is what, that is why nonprofits exist. That's why people need to know about them. That's why the awareness is so important because if I didn't know that, or if that doctor didn't know that existed, we might, we might be gone. And so, so I'm just like, okay, if that worked for me and my family, how many other families out there need something like that? Nonprofits have these limited budgets. Marketing is hard. Advertising is difficult. And so, so just the more people we can get in front of, the more awareness we can create. Yeah, we're raising money for these nonprofits, but we're doing things to help Midland too. That's why Hunterman exists. Now that is my legit story. And so I just, I'm proud of what we're doing and I'm proud of Midland itself. And the more people I can tell about, the better. Wow. So when a nonprofit reaches out to you and they get selected and they get to come and speak to you, what do they need to expect when they do that? Cool. Uh, um, that's a actually a really good question. So I will reach out to the nonprofit and usually it's the executive director or the development director or wh- whoever and just say, here's who we are. Half the time they know exactly what I'm talking about. And and sometimes they're like, I'm sorry, can you tell me again what, what it is that you're talking about? And so I, I've started when they're like, hundred men who give a damn about what? Like, why are you calling me? So I I explain a little bit clearer now about what we do, how we operate. We meet at MSS. It's an auditorium style presentation. And so we've got, you know, in the room, we've got computers, projectors and whatnot we need, but they can expect a group of, like I said, 50 to hundred guys, like very interested in what you do. Tell your story, however you think is going to resonate best with this group of people. And we have people that bring videos and and handouts or PowerPoint presentations, or they just talk from their heart. And it, it I, I don't care. Like, however you can tell your story, expect uh, a, a very captive audience because these guys truly care about what you do and they want to learn. And then you give me five to seven minutes of that story. And then you wait for the other two people to do their five to seven minutes of their story. And then... I come out there and I get to say who earned the most votes and who did not. Um, We don't call them winners or losers um, because everybody wins because you just got to tell your story to a hundred people. And so they, they can expect to, if they win, leave with however much money we just donated. Um, We take a picture so we can post on Instagram and social media and whatnot. And then the one ask we have of every nonprofit that, that, that earns the, the, the donation is that you come back next meeting and tell us what have you done over the last three months and whether that money went to something specifically or not. We just want to learn more so that we can continue that relationship because I think there's been a lot of times where guys were like, who won last time? Oh yeah, I meant to tell them about that. And they just, you know, everyone's so busy. So there is a little bit of a tail to that uh, commitment of, hey, come back and tell us what you did with the funds because we like to know too where the money's going. Well, of course. Well, and you know, what an easy commitment for us as nonprofits too to come back and tell more of our story. Yeah, exactly. It's another <laughs> opportunity. And, and since we're not super formal and have guys that show up every, like it's going to be a new group of guys that you didn't get to maybe present. Now, maybe 80% of them are the same, but there's another group that hasn't heard what you do, uh, do for a living. So it's another just growing your story, growing your, your, your audience and telling that. So it's been, it's been cool to hear some of the things we've done that, that can help people we're, we're making those connections. We're making those, 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 not just monetary donations, but just awareness and storytelling opportunities. That is why we exist. And so, like I said, I'm super proud of the work we do. 
Well, that's wonderful. So your next meeting, you, you said something about every three months. The next mm-hmm. meeting is coming up in August, right? Yep, August 23rd, right here at MSS. We, we try to meet at, uh, you know, quarterly, um, you know, when holidays come around, the fourth quarter is always a little awkward because we want to not do it in December and whatnot. But yeah, August 23rd is going to be the next meeting. And, and, anybody is welcome. I tell people too, when I call them to say, Hey, you've been nominated. Um, here it is. And if you want to invite all of your male board members to come, like, please do. If you want to stack the deck a little bit, I don't care because that's more people that come that, that then get on, on our list that I can get invited every single time, because that's just more people that we can connect, um, in general outside of that one meeting you attended, but now it's more connection points. We're making more friends. We're making uh, more networking opportunities as well. So five o'clock, we start our little networking happy hour. And then right at six is when we start those presentations. Okay. And nonprofits, do -hmm. they have to be in Midland? Um, so that's a very interesting question. I, I, yes and no, if they do good for Midland. Yes. So if you're a, a, an Odessa or an Ector County, um, nonprofit, that's where your building is, but you do things in Midland and Odessa, like, yes. So a nonprofit that's serving anywhere in West Texas, as long as they're touching the community of Midland is welcome to reach out Absolutely, to you. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. Awesome. Well, I know there are so many Midland residents who seek services in Odessa and, and vice versa. And so your impact is beyond county lines, of course, but I appreciate all the work that you're doing and thank you for sharing your story, your passion around the nonprofits, aside from your personal connection, just the way that you feel about the work being done, the way you feel about Midland. I get it. That's my home too. I'm starting to hear more and more stories about people coming back home and being engaged in our community. And it's really a wonderful thing. And what you're doing with 100 Men is a huge piece of that. Well, thank you. While we're talking about collective giving, this is a great opportunity to share an update with you about Permian Basin Gives. The steering committee has received quite a bit of feedback regarding the dates of the event, and we've listened. So mark your calendars for February 21st, 2023. Your dollars combined with the dollars from across the region can make a huge impact in nonprofits. So don't forget, February 21st, 2023 is the upcoming Permian Basin Gives Day. Thanks for joining us for State of the Nonprofits. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and big thanks to the Recording Library of West Texas for their continued partnership.